0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we sat down and talked about 360 degree perspective. Today, for episode number 374, we are going to talk about making failure fun. Ah,
1: uh, one of my favorite topics ever. So why are we doing this episode? Let's provide a little context. I know, right? Let's provide a little context here. Look at how white my leg is in the camera. My goodness. Get it out, get out of here. Pale, pale, gotta get some sun. Okay, so, Why Failure is Everything. What was the title you said? Uh, how to Make Failure Fun. How to Make Failure or Fun. Or Why Failure Should Be Fun. So, I think the first way to kickstart this episode off is... I know, right? It's, it's a, been a long day, It's folks. currently 11.13, Yeah, we,
0: just, we are hammering this we up. We just made
1: a wish at 11.11, and our wish is for this episode to go well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now that you said it, it won't. So, one of the things that we've said since the very beginning is fail forward. Where did that come from originally? Is that Gary Vee? Honestly, it was from a John Maxwell book. He wrote a book called Failing Forward. John Maxwell. Shout out to John Maxwell. Yeah, I read it, and it was just like, it made so much sense when he broke it down. He said, now there's a bunch of different quotes we could use here, but I would say this. Napoleon Hill talks about this. He says, every adversity has within it the seed of an equal or greater benefit.
0: I heard that today in Brian Tracy's book. Um Maximum achievement. Yeah, fire yeah. book. Yeah, it's fire. And
1: so we talk about how your adversity is your advantage. The interesting thing is this. it's I'll never forget when we had Lori Harder on the podcast, and we watched her TED Talk in an effort to re- research before that episode. And she did a TED Talk on a very simple formula, but a profound formula. And if you're into fitness, you'll agree with this. Time under tension plus the weight of the load equals strength. And so if you think about it, okay, Every rep is a report card. Every time you fail, it is literally a report card telling you where you're strong and where you're weak. And I think that without that feedback, it's nearly, it's very, very difficult to improve. I don't think you can improve without failure, honestly.
0: Well, I i think, I mean, so the, the goal of this for me is to take you behind the scenes of what failure is to us. Like we talk about failing forward all the time but what are some examples of us actually doing it? Right. Right? Number one, we'll do that. Number two, we were just talking about this in the preamble. Like the culture of our team is failure is fine. Failure is accepted. It's almost challenged. Encouraged. Yeah, like we're not gonna get mad. at. I I would rather you take action and fail than not take action and succeed. 100%. Right? Because you're not gonna learn anything if you don't take action. Right. Um, And I think there's so many especially if you're low on the drive to five, if you're struggling with belief, failure to you might seem like the end of the road. It might seem like the end of the world. It might seem like the end of your business, of your whatever. Uh, I know that because I used to be that way. The best thing you can do is get around somebody who understands failing forward and they support that. Like one of the best things that ever happened to me was when I first got into the job I was in before this, my boss at the time was like the most easygoing guy in the world. Like, literally, he said, ah, oh, you screw up, you screw up. Like, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Like, you'll learn. That was it. Like, sometimes you would literally say, like, I'm going to give you a rundown on this tool. Whatever. Like, you're going to screw up anyway. So just go do it and figure it out. You'll be fine. Like, literally, that was it. Wow. And it was the most, like, the most supportive, the most understanding, the most encouraging. Encouraging. Like, this is how you learn. You learn by screwing up. And just be honest. If you screw up, just tell us. It's not the end of the world. Like, we'll fix it. Right. You know, I told, I told the story about how I blew. $2,000 worth of um, insulation into the wrong attic. And that wasn't bad. Like, I didn't get in trouble. I just said, make sure you read the, the floor plan clearer next time. I was like, oh, cool. I thought that was going to go. I thought I was going to get fired. I was like, oh, this is the end. right This is the end. Um, but it's important for you, if you're a leader, to understand the importance of failing forward. Right. Because you're going to, you're going to, you're going to leave so much on the table if you convince people that like if you fail you're out of here. You know that's it's not a good it's not a good culture. So for us like when we were doing um, top notch live was it top notch live we were doing? I think so. We literally said okay we're going to do oh it was for uh, college speeches college speeches yeah. So in the month of January whoever gets the most rejections from colleges is going to get a hundred dollar gift card to Amazon Target Target yeah. Target. Should have got an Amazon. <laughs> can not get anything there. Um, but imagine that. Imagine that. We didn't say who gets the most. We said who gets rejected the most. Not who gets the most speeches. Right. Because in theory, whoever gets rejected the most might, is probably going to end up getting the most speeches anyway. It takes away
1: the power of rejection. Like the fear of being rejected when you actually seek it, it takes
0: away all the power. Especially if you're getting rejected on somebody else's behalf. I you're know. not. If you're not the hyperconscious podcast and we get rejected, you can take that as like, right. That's that's... That's building belief. That's borrowing belief a little bit. It's not going to hurt you. It's not you. It's the podcast. Like, right? They don't care about you know the way you frame the message. It's maybe it's the podcast. One of
1: the other things that we've done as well is you've heard us say uh, you jeffed it. Yes. Um, and I think I said this to the team recently. I said it's unbelievable that we've created a culture where not only jeffing it aka failing forward is embraced and accepted as part of the process but it's actually become fun because we like to say it yeah ah, you guys are jeffing like we're we're screwing up so literally earlier tonight we recorded a five-minute clinic for next monday and i went to the bathroom and when i got into the studio kevin said do you want the good news or the bad news it turns out there was no good news. No, no. <laughs> and so the bad news was that we had recorded an entire episode in slow-mo. <laughs> and so picture on YouTube listening to us in like four times as slow. And what we ended up doing, which was really interesting, was doing some mathematics on a whiteboard. Alan did to, the mathematics. <laughs> to try to figure out how to fit the audio to the video and then make the video um, sped up enough to where it actually synced up. And we did do that. So if you listen to the five minute clinic dropping on Monday, Monday, it will be a raw
0: footage that was adapted to be regular footage. Also it's it, we don't even have the full episode because when you, when you do slow motion, it like triples the time and the camera shuts off at 29 (laughs) minutes and 50 seconds. So we only got, Seven out of the eleven minutes because of the way it worked, something like that. So, so many people are going to listen. I know. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Watch it on YouTube. You'll see. You'll see the Jeffings. But that—that's the thing. Like, there's two ways to handle that. Alan comes in, and I get mad for some reason and say like, "Oh, you didn't check the camera." Like, I'm the one who did it, so it would have been my fault anyway. (laughs) But what what else is that? Like, why does it matter that we failed? Right. Because this is the other thing too. I assume in a way if you guys are listening you're not going to be mad that we failed no really no right because you can only be as mad as i let you be in a way it's almost like we we have such a
1: it wasn't always like this for us we used to say fail forward all the time and i think why we were saying that is because we weren't really good at it yet probably like we we used to get very upset and emotional when things would go wrong and honestly, we did a mastermind earlier today on Zoom for the first time with the studio and this camera and this huge 50-inch TV. Nothing worked. No, no. It, like, it was not working, right? We, we ended, could not end, end up using the TV. We were trying to share a screen. We ended up doing a PowerPoint from, like, way back where we could barely see the slides because yeah. they were on a tiny laptop. Like, we just powered through it. And at the end, we asked the team for feedback, like Tiff and Amy, and we said, like, what could we have done better? What could we have done you know, um, differently. And it's almost like we don't even consider them failures anymore. It's interesting. It's like, it's almost like that's how you succeed on the macro. Yeah. We used to say micro failure for macro success. What can you think of right now, tangibly in the last three years of the hyperconscious podcast where a micro failure became a macro success? Oh
0: man, every, every time, like, the reason i was able to do what i was able to do minus the fact that you helped with math but like the fact that i know adobe premiere so well is because i failed so many times so many times right so many times the reason we have the equipment we have is because i failed with audio editing right now there's a reason we don't have to edit our audio ever, ever. i just cut it and throw it here we go right everything everything is from that the the reason we have that timer the reason we have the timer is cuz we've gone over so many times. Right. The reason we have this these lights is because it was <laughs> terrible before. And because it was dark. Honestly, those the, black backdrops. The reason we're in the studio is if you look back 200 episodes. That's why we're in a studio. Yeah. Because we we kind of knew we were failing along the way, but that's what we were capable of at the time. Remember We used to do episodes like in my room, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did we did on one our iPhone. on relationships that never saw the the it never saw the world. <laughs> we were sitting on opposite side of a pool table and I was actually high at the time. It's the only time I ever got high before a podcast and I never got high again after that. But honestly- On a podcast. On a podcast. No, yeah, I got high after that for sure. Um, t- today, I literally knocked over a light and shattered it on the floor and I went, ah, shit. You know what's interesting? You said that when I
1: first got to the studio. There wasn't even a remote. Like it- It's almost like I didn't even- it didn't it, even know it. Was a, it. I, I jeffed it. Yeah, I, I jeffed it yeah. Again. And you, that was I, it.
0: And I literally said, what is that, three for me? I've broken three lights? Right. I literally broke one the time we interviewed Dave Meltzer in Boston. I think we
1: competed. I think I'm up to two and you're up to three. Yeah. We've made it fun because it's gonna happen. But I
0: think the other thing, too, is like, you can't let small stuff like that no. wreck your day.
1: No, it didn't. And imagine if you if you're out there listening right now, imagine if failing somehow became not only part of the process of growth but fun because how much time and energy are you using and wasting dwelling on your past failures? Yeah. And like, for example, the light, what if we talked about that for 20 minutes about Kev, I told you not to No, It, it would just waste. What a waste of time. Yeah. Right. Let's just get out. I, I, we completely ignored it. We immediately went and got a new light. Like now it's up. I honestly, of all the things that I'm proud of, I would say one of the things I'm most proud of is how much our relationship with failure has proliferated amongst our team and ourselves over the last couple of years.
0: I think of it this way. Like, if, if you and I, one day we're gonna have a, a probably a good sized company where we have a fair amount of people, of course, working with us. If you screw up and you make a mistake that costs us $25,000, that $25,000 is gone. So me yelling at you is not gonna bring it back. Right. And honestly, it's probably gonna build resentment. Where if I said, hey, it's not the end of the world. Right. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's $25,000. That's a lot of money. Right. It's not the end of the world. What did we learn? Right. Like what did, we, did something break on our end? What happened? How do we make sure this doesn't happen again? That's all. That's it. Right. Yeah, the, the money's gone. The, the money's gone. The light's broken. Me getting pissed off about it, it's not going to fix it. There's actually a higher chance that I break another light.
1: But you can learn from what did happen. Of course. And that's the key. It's like, take the lesson with you. Invest it in the future. Move right on forward.
0: I say, leave the pain. Take the lesson. Leave the pain behind. Take the lesson with you. Right. Because you're going to screw up. Especially if you're doing this. If you're doing something for the first time. Like, yeah. guys, we've done 370... What is this? Four? We've, we've done almost 400 episodes of this podcast. The, the minimum time is 10 minutes. Right. The longest time... We, I've done three-hour podcasts in the beginning. I don't know how many hours that is. Oh, geez. Right? Maybe like,
1: at least... It's a. Oh, lot. You mean on the mic or before and after and all well, that?
0: Well, yeah. If we if we said before after thousands, you know, it's thousands. It, it, we've done a lot, right? But we've screwed up an equal amount. We literally had to redo one of them earlier. Yeah, we started
1: doing yeah, my it. microphone and cut your out. Microphone the, cut the, out TV the TV changed. went off. Right. Yeah. The what else happened? There was one more thing. Our, Our headphones. Headphones went out. Yeah, yeah, everything happened. Yeah, it still happens. It's going to. I was talking to Kev earlier about this too. Here's the thing we were literally editing that video that was in slow-mo. And I said, we're having a lot of challenges today. It, it's almost midnight. We're in the studio. We've been here. I've been here since noon. You've been here since 8 a.m. Yeah, it's been a long day. It's a been a, a kid. long day. I
0: haven't had an ounce of water either because <laughs> we don't have our water yet, it's brutal. I've had coffee and soda.
1: <laughs> Not recommended. So, and I was telling him, I was like, you know what is interesting? This studio is a major success. That's a dream come true it actually made our life more challenging in some regards. Yes. Especially at the beginning. The indicator that you are succeeding is actually that it's getting more difficult. If you succeed and get into the NFL and you love football, that's not going to make your life easier. Right. Right. It's actually going to make your life way harder, right? When you start winning Super Bowls, that's those expectations are going to be even higher of you because – when you're worth you know, $12 million a year under contract, you're under a lot more pressure not to get injured. You're in a lot more social pressure. People are expecting you to win. It's, it's just a, a sign that you're succeeding is actually that it's getting harder, not easier. I am so convinced of that. Having five clients is not nearly as challenging as having 10 clients. Roughly. Well, well
0: I was going to say roughly half, but probably not. It's probably, right. it, it, it's, it's
1: exponential. So you, it doesn't get easier, but you do get better. And I think that's a key distinction. Time under tension plus the weight of the load equals strength. And I think that one of the fundamentally misunderstood concepts of success, especially before you have it, is that you think your life will be easier. You see successful people on the outside and you think, oh, that must be nice. You have no idea what it actually took. I remember Anthony Trux saying that. He's like... You know, these NFL players, you don't know what it took to get there. I mean, they're, they're you know, 0.001% of the people who want to play football yeah. for a living and they make it to the NFL. What is it, like 600 people total 600 or something? I yeah, don't know. Yeah. It's, it's an, a very, very small amount of the total people who love football that end up getting to play in the yeah. NFL. So I think that's another thing we got to talk about, too. Last thing I'll say here about this particular thing is I remember I have a flashcard in my pocket with the ways to be relentless. And I remember I, I took a picture of it and I sent it to Tim Grover, who was Michael Jordan's personal trainer of 15 years while Michael Jordan was at, in, at the Bulls and all that. And he talked to me a little bit on Instagram. And I'm actually fairly certain this was him, not his assistant, which was really cool. And he said, do you mind if I share that flashcard? And he, he ended up posting about it saying, this is how you be relentless. And it's like the rules of how to be relentless, which was so cool. But anyways, I ended up talking to him. And I've taken some courses of his. And one of them is the relentless mindset or something like that. And he talks about how Michael Jordan, per time on the floor, actually missed more shots than almost any other player in the entire world. It honestly might be any other player in the entire world. Per time on the floor, he missed more than anyone else. Why is he so good? Because every time he missed, he had the opportunity to tweak his shot a little bit better. And he has that commercial of like, I failed and I failed and I failed over again. I missed 29. I've been trusted to take the game winning shot 29 times in my career and I've lost. I lost over 300 games. I've taken, you know, however many shots. The point is this. He says, Michael Jordan, I failed and I failed and I failed over and over and over again. And that is why I succeed. Because every time you fail, as long as you're willing to stick through it, you find that new distinction, that new tweak, that new nuance. Every failed game, what's the first thing they do? They watch the tape. They figure out why they screwed up, why they they failed. You don't learn as much from winning.
0: Well, and I think the other thing, too, is if you're listening and say, like, oh, that's Michael Jordan. He wasn't always Michael Jordan. Yeah, maybe he was more talented in the beginning, but, like, that could be you and your respective thing. Like, whatever it is. I can't tell you how many times we've, gotten off a podcast and felt like we screwed something up. Almost every time. Almost every time. Very rarely do we get off and say, like, that was the best we've ever done. Right. Right? So I just think that you have to believe enough that you can figure it out. Right. Because if you were to start this journey and get 20 episodes into your podcast or get one year into your business or whatever it is, and you start feeling like you're failing if you have a negative association with failure, you're going to assume that that's going to keep going when you actually should, you'll get better because of it. Right. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, I screwed that up. That's going to happen again. No, it shouldn't happen again. Or I'm not. This
1: isn't for me. Right. That's not true at all. No, no. What if if you had quit after Justin Wren? Right. Dude, that's crazy to think about. Shout out to Justin Wren. You did an interview that was your dream interview. This was what, episode eight? I think this was episode seven or eight. And... The audio was unusable. Was episode, it was a great, fire. It was a great, it was a great interview. And I remember you texting me or Snapchatting me. I think we used to Snapchat yeah. back then. Yeah, we weren't friends. We weren't official. Enough to yeah, chat. we were on a Snapchatters. <laughs> um, we had a streak going. No, I don't even know if we do. Um, but I think that you said something along the lines of "What do I do?" And I think I said honestly, "Just can it and ask him for another interview."
0: Yeah, I yeah. never got that. I never got that other interview. We'll have to get that. We will we'll get that. Let's do that, dude. We'll that be. would be a that would be it's a really a good, cool. It's comeback. a good story. And Justin Wren is a. Incredible human being. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was hard for sure, and I also wasn't. You know, I was doing it alone at the time. I was still working. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of circumstances not against me, but like kind of. But I don't know. I think at the end of the day, most likely, if you're early on in your journey, whatever it is, you're going to have some sort of negative association with failure. Right. I think the sooner you either get around people who understand. Like, imagine if you were hanging out with me and Alan hypothetically, and you knew we thought this way, and we said, hey, we're gonna go, we're gonna go do this, you know, let's just see what happens, whatever it is. Right. And I don't know, would you be as afraid of failure? Right. Would you be as worried? Or would you say like, ah, oh, let, let me just see what happens. Like, anytime you're doing something for fun, you don't worry about it. Right? Like, if, if you're not necessarily attached to the outcome, you're not worried about it. Right. You know, I think for us it's easy because we're filled while we're doing it. I, I had a moment, I told Taryn this the other day. I told um, Tony, the guy who installed our TV today, great guy, um, I told him that, like, I remember when it would be Monday and I would look at the clock and it would be noon, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I still have four hours to go!" Like, "Oh my god, it's going by so slow." That it hasn't happened in three years. I don't—that never happens. I don't even care <laughs> if what day. It's like, "Oh my god, it's four o'clock." Right. I don't even care what day it is anymore. Right. I don't care. I'm Friday, Monday. It doesn't matter. It's all the same to me. Right. It's all the same. <laughs> but I love the journey. I don't. I don't care what time it is. Usually, like Alan said, it's like, "Oh my god, it's already noon." Yeah, it's I have so much I have to get done. Know, right, <laughs> right, but so much I want. To get it's done. easier. To, yeah, it's easier <laughs> to to fail when you realize like I get to wake up and do this again tomorrow. Right. Nobody's telling me. I don't have anybody breathing down my neck. Right. None of my failures have ever been final. Why do you think people fear failure? Because it's where re- does that come from? It's rejection. Okay, why do they feel reje- fear rejection? Because they're taught that rejection is it's you're not good enough.
1: It's, it's self-worth. I remember in high school, I got laughed at when I asked a dumb question and it's like, in my head, it's like, and luckily my teacher stuck up for me. You've heard the story. She said like, he, there are no dumb questions because they lead to good ones and he's trying to learn. And the person at the time who was super popular like that kind of got everybody laughing, he ended up not doing as well in the AP test. And I think it's probably because I was trying to learn. Yeah. I asked a question because I want to know, which means I'm trying to learn. And what's interesting is like that actually hurt a lot at the time because I didn't have you know, a lot of self-esteem uh, back then. And if I let that into my consciousness as like asking a question is a bad thing or failing is a bad thing
0: or, you know, fear of judgment, dude, that'll hold you back forever. I always talk about it. I don't know what's going on on the streets of Worcester right now. It sounds like a, Maybe a lawnmower. Motor, a lawnmower driving down the street. I always talk about the fire academy. Right. I failed my first practical test. Like I was, I did really well on the writtens all year. I failed my first practical test. We were, we had you had to tie a knot around a hose around the handle, and it was a handle I had never seen before, and I had no idea how to tie the knot. I failed. I failed that, and I failed something else. If you fail two things, you have to retake it.
1: I think the idea of like A B C D E F. It's like failure is like. A- if you get an F you're yeah. bad. Dude that messes with your psyche, I think. Yeah. I think it messes with our well, psyche. Well, that
0: right there is like you're you're reprimanded for failure. When it should be like, okay, you got an F, but what did you learn? Yeah. Or what can what we take from this? Right. Right. It's but again, that's like What are you going to do differently now? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. It I think it's part also partly because so many people think success and failure are finite and like immediate. Like, oh, if you if you go John Larito, one of my clients, we've had him on, yeah. he used to have anxiety attacks. He was speaking in front of thousands of people and he literally had to leave the stage right. and go to the bathroom. Right, And now he has since spoken all over the world. And he has a podcast. And he has a podcast. Yeah. Right? And he gets paid a lot of money to coach. And like, right. You know, so that didn't stop him. The worst case scenario happened, literally. Right. He had an anxiety attack on stage and he, tells, he told the story in one of the podcasts <laughs> and he literally went up to the whiteboard to like try to buy time and just started like making shapes. He doesn't even remember what he drew. Right. And then he just like left. And he went to the bathroom and people came and to check And then people came him. in. Yeah. No, they went to use the bathroom. Oh. They went to use the bathroom in between because there was no other speaker. And John was in there. And they're like, oh, hey. And he's like, hey, I ate something bad. So the worst case scenario happened. Right, And he is now, well, still, he is still super successful and he's an accomplished speaker because he didn't... And nobody remembers that. Oh, who cares? And who cares? And if they do, it's like, right. they look at you now. Right. It's awesome. If they do, it's an
1: underdog story. Right. If they do, it's an underdog story. Powerful. You've heard me talk about Reggie Jackson. Yes. So I heard this in a speech, Denzel Washington's speech. I think it was Denzel. a commencement address. And he said that Reggie Jackson had, is in the Hall of Fame for, I think, most home runs in a season or something uh, like that? No, or in, in his that's, career? That's false. Both of those are false. Both of those are false. Yeah. Yep. Barry so Bonds. Oh, he said Reggie Jackson hit 2,600 home runs, and he's in the Hall of Fame.
0: Uh, that sounds right. I okay.
1: Look. We're going to look it up. But he also, I think, oh, I think he struck out more than any other, any other player. That makes sense. I think sense. that's what it is. Okay, so anyways, Denzel Washington's speech. He says Reggie Jackson struck out more than any other MLB player um, up to his time. But yet nobody remembers the strikeouts. They remember the the home runs. He's he in the had, Hall of Fame. He had a lot of strikeouts. He did. What is what was his home runs total?
0: Uh, five hundred and sixty three. It doesn't say what his strikeouts were. Five sixty three for home runs? Yeah. I thought it was twenty six hundred. No, man. Nobody's got twenty six hundred. Uh, like in their career? No, the most ever I think is was Barry Bonds. I think he's got like seven fifty six.
1: Oh. Well, I apologize for that stat. I'll have to review that. Denzel's speech. He is but in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so he struck out more than anyone else? That I can't tell you, but okay. he struck out a lot. He struck out a lot, but he's in the Hall of Fame. And that's he, the He thing. struck
0: out... 22,597
1: times. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Yes. 2,000 times. Strikeouts. No one remembers the strikeouts. They right. remember the home runs. Right. Okay, gotcha. He's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so sorry, Denzel. And sorry, Denzel's listening. <laughs> yes, hopefully. Um, so in Denzel's speech, what he's saying is that Reggie Jackson struck out over 2,000 times, but no one remembers the strikeouts. They remember the home runs. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And that's what life is like. You, you have to strike out. You, you have to swing. The more you swing, the more you're going to strike out. Mistakes are proof you're trying, so fire right on the
0: right on the buzzer time and i i think failure is always acceptable it's always you know you can build on it right but if if you're failing you're trying but make sure you're not failing at the same things right right like if you fail because you didn't prep uh, prepare enough okay prepare more next time exactly if you failed because you did something make sure just try to make sure that you're not failing on the same things because what that means is you're not taking the lesson. Exactly. And that, that lesson will keep appearing because it's, you know, you're not changing your behavior. Exactly. And also the other thing I always say, if, if you win every game, you don't have to change anything. You're not growing. If you lose, you might change everything and right. come back stronger, most likely. Right. You dig?
1: I do, as long as you believe in yourself. 10 second Quick, block.
0: Quickly. 10 second block. Quickly. Hammer it. Um, the biggest difference between the person you are, no, I'm kidding. What's that say? <laughs> It says battery exhausted. What does that mean? That means the battery's dying. I hope the camera didn't shut off. It's possible. It probably did because that's still full. Well, um, the 10 second blip is I hope our camera didn't just shut off. (laughs) Okay, perfect. What do you got? Perfect.
1: I've got... Quickly. If you have a negative relationship with failure, that is going to hold you back tremendously. Try your best to fail forward and eventually
0: it becomes normal. This is devastating news. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this. I can't talk. On Sunday, uh, we are dropping our episode. We were lucky enough to interview Lauren Tickner. She is uber successful. She is... A coach. She has many online training programs. Um, She is a marketing whiz. She's also 22 or 23. 23. And she is super into personal development. Amazing interview all the way from the UK. I don't know if I've
1: ever seen someone so authentically confident without arrogance. It was very, very powerful to see her in her element. Also, weekly masterminds, every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We encourage you all to engage with each other. We're having people put their Instagram handles. It's a good networking opportunity.
0: It's a good learning opportunity. Please join us. And we also have the Hyperconscious Book Club if you're interested in jumping into the biology of belief. We'll probably do an episode on that next week, but we do that every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and we have some amazing people in the group. We hope you enjoyed and we will talk to you on Sunday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.